0: Podcast. <laughs> I think I mentioned one in my Psychology Today article on self esteem and gaslighting that they studied how many times women in Congress were interrupted. And even though women made up just a fraction of the people within Congress, they were out interrupted by far over their male counterparts. And then interestingly, they were interrupted twice as much from that when the bill that was being introduced had to do with women or reproductive rights.
1: Welcome to the Liberated Healer podcast, where we touch on a variety of topics in the world of spirituality, energetic healing, and everything in between and beyond. Take an adventure on a shooting star with your host, Gina, offering their wisdom, guidance, and everlasting love and support. Hi everybody, uh, Gina Cavalier, the Liberated Healer Podcast, and this is—I'm getting chills because one of my favorite people of all time um, that I've ever interviewed, and now we are in partnership to co-author another book that we have a publishing deal on—is Dr. Amelia Kelly. Thank you for being here and welcome.
0: Thank you, thank you for having me, and it's good to see you face to face. Yes, good to see
1: you. Um, we've we've created an amazing partnership that you know through the podcast. Um, to help other people in the world. Um, We're writing a book um, about healing suicidal ideation with the Swedenborg Foundation and, um, you know, coming together to do a great thing and, you know, melding our working styles and everything for a higher purpose. And it's just, you know, very, uh, a wonderful experience working with you. Um, You're so gracious and just so talented and have so much information and it's just my honor to be with you and spend any time with you and the way that you're rolling out all the, all of this content for people in, you know, is just And that you have two kids and a whole other family, <laughs> you know, I really have a am, couple things. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I like to just start off with that because you, I love to show people that com- doing hard things does take a lot of dedication and hard work. Um, but if it's something you love, which is obviously a new, it, it's just worth it. I mean, I know that you, you know, might be tired, but energetically you spring up every day driven to help people. So the new book that, um, is with Penguin, Penguin, a random house is gaslighting recovery for women who, which is also back there mm-hmm. and we will link everything for people. And, um, this is such a big topic. Um mm-hmm. and it's so relevant now as and getting more and more relevant. And I, I laugh I was thinking about the word gaslighting, you know, mm-hmm. uh, when it started to come into our conversations because there was a whole period of time that it nobody talked about gaslighting, right? right? And I actually went to I used to go to a local pub called The Gaslight, so I was like, Well, it doesn't sound so bad, like it couldn't be that bad, and then once you understand what it is how it can break down in your life
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, how detrimental it actually is. It's like, wow. So um, thank you for doing this. The it, Actually the tag is um, the complete guide to recognizing manipulation and achieving freedom from emotional abuse. And it's a whole workbook and all kinds of exercises and meditations and things like that. So um, just to set it up, but let's get into like what is actually gaslighting.
0: mm-hmm So gaslighting is a form of emotional abuse, manipulation, and control intended to confuse, um, disorient, throw someone else off from their ego strengths, from their inner voice, from what they know to be true. And this can be done by what many think of typically within intimate relationships. It can also be done in families, but it can also happen on grander levels, uh, on a societal level. A, a structural level. We think of, you know, even within corporations, there can be people or entities who want to regain and retain control and they may use gaslighting tactics, which I'm sure will unpack all this.
1: Absolutely. So let's actually just hit a little bit of how that could affect us, um, or, you know, uh, introduce us into our world. Um, in this section. So let's start with what personal, you know, relationships or families.
0: Mm -hmm. So I do find that the first time someone experiences gaslighting, if it is chronic or perpetual, usually is going to be in the family structure. If you parental gaslighting in particular is, is tricky because children are learning their sense of self and identity from the very beginning of their life. And if the person that is supposed to be their safe space is making them doubt their feelings, making them question whether they're valid, um, it starts to impose on the child's ability to create a sense of self. Mm -hmm. And we need that sense of self to have what we all call self-esteem. And self-esteem really is just the sense that as a human, I deserve to be treated with love and respect. Yeah. Yeah. And so, we, oh, as, sorry. oh, no, that's okay. As children. I'm just
1: wondering, um, could you give us just a like a, maybe an example? Because uh, mm-hmm. I, I think starting out with an example would be really good because yes. I do find it a little bit confusing. So it's like, mm-hmm. like obviously, manipulation, we could put that in the narcissist category and things mm-hmm. like that, too. Can you give us one example and then we'll unpack it just so it
0: just yeah. solidified. Absolutely. So let's say, for example, actually, I have a client who's being gaslit by her parents right now. So I have an example, a fresh one. Um, She's actually a young adult, and they have been gaslighting her into believing that she is not competent or mature enough to have a driver's license. Oh, wow. Um, And from the time I've had working with her, what I know of her she absolutely positively should be able to have a driver's license. There's really no good reason other than her father who is gaslighting her and wanting to retain control over her is trying to instill doubt in her so that he can continue to control her in the way that he wants. And Mm -hmm. that means not giving her access to the freedom of being able to drive herself places. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Absolutely. So like this habitual, you can't, you're not uh, like, say, if you're like, I want to go get, go back to school and and work on this. Uh, No, you know, you're just not smart enough to do that. And so you just Mm -hmm. over time start to underthink that, oh, I guess I'm not smart enough to go to school,
0: even though that's my
1: passion. Is that Mm -hmm. kind of.
0: It can be. And I mean, we want to be very careful. I think one of the most important things about this conversation is really deciphering what is not gaslighting. Okay. So you can be a jerk and not be a gaslighter. (laughs) You can be unencouraging and you can be an unsupportive parent and not be a gaslighter. So let's say, for example, you have a parent who is deeply insecure and they are highly critical. They're just highly critical parents. And they see that their child who wants to go into engineering, for example, is not so great at math. So they might not support their child to get the resources they need or encourage them to try the hard things or, or tell them, you know, even though this is hard, I believe in you, you can do this. The unconditional positive regard that children desperately need to create a solid sense of self. That's not gaslighting. However, that's just being unsupportive. Okay. The gaslighting would be if you are manipulating the person's sense of reality about just anything, really. But right now, we're talking about abilities. Okay. So it could be, let's say, it's um, a a a girl, for example, and you might use the tactic, the gaslighting tactic of stereotyping. You know, girls are really not that great at. They are good at math. Everyone, by the way, but you know, if a gaslighter says, you know, girls really aren't that great at math. Are you sure you want to go into engineering? That is, that's gaslighting. You're making okay. them question their worth, their reality, their, their abilities, their skills. And then in the book, I do go through like all these different examples that I would encourage people to go get the book and read them. Um, All these different specific examples of tech techniques that can be used. And like I was mentioning, stereotyping is a common one.
1: So usually it's probably some sense of control that that person wants over the other person.
0: That's, that's generally going to be why someone's gaslighting. And the, the reason for control can be different though. Yeah. So within families, like we're talking about, it could be that you don't want your child to grow up and leave you and make you question your own sense of identity without this child that you've over-identified with, especially if you're a narcissist. Um, yeah. Within a romantic relationship, it could be that you, again, don't want, this person to leave you and, and find you out and realize that they deserve better and they deserve to be treated with love and respect.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And that's much
1: what the more it goes on longer and longer, it's just starting to bring down that person, you know, and, you know, bring, you know, unground them, like uh, make them feel disconnected to who they are. Like, and it, you know, all of a sudden uh, they've never been say a depressed person, but now they're having all these depressive thoughts or they're feeling, uh, you know, not a part of society and, and, and stuff like that. And they don't really realize that the overhanging fruit that's hanging over them mm-hmm. is this gaslighting, um, mentality that's happening. Um, but can we talk a little bit about what, how corporations might do this? Because I feel like, This is a, you know, people, you know, they spend a lot of time at work and, Mm -hmm. um, it's really hard to, um, go against a boss in that dynamic and that relationship or a a, a Mm -hmm. company structure. And if Mm -hmm. it's not working for you, you know, you could do, this could really do a lot of damage to people. You know, I mean, they're Mm -hmm. in these eight hours a day, um, you know they're trying to do the best that they can. And then they're it puts them in a really bad position if a corporation or a business is doing that. So can we just talk a little, I think a lot of people, you know what, I haven't heard a lot of people even talk about gaslighting in corporations. So I think that's really interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. So if we look at, and this is one of those areas that I, I really did stress upon in the book, being more likely to happen to women. I know, um, someone that you, I don't know if they're your friend had mentioned like why a book for women gaslighting can affect everyone. Um, but women can be more targeted in certain scenarios due to systems, patriarchy, um, capitalism and things like that, because capitalism is generally based on patriarchal systems. If you look at it deep down, what we, what we encourage within those systems. And so there's been some studies, some very interesting ones. I think I mentioned one in my psychology today article on self-esteem and gaslighting that they studied how many times women in Congress were interrupted. Huh? Interesting. I'm going to link that. Yes. By the way. Yes. And even though women made up just a fraction of the people within Congress, they were out interrupted by far over their male counterparts. And then interestingly, they were interrupted twice as much from that when the bill that was being introduced had to do with women or reproductive rights. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's
1: some fact right there, you guys.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that really hits, you know, when you hear that. That that, you know, those are the kind of things and why I do this. A podcast is that 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 little blip right there really just says a lot and mm-hmm. you also said that you know um in the response to my friend that you know this is just a huge under um studied area and you wanted to focus on the area that people really haven't been focusing on is on how it's affecting women mm-hmm. specifically so
0: right. and that doesn't
1: mean that this book isn't for men as well mm-hmm. because they're we're in this dynamic together there's <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what i mean mm-hmm. um Okay, so the corporations
0: stuff we were talking about. Right. And I want to make sure that listeners really understand that interrupting itself is not gaslighting, Mm -hmm. but how someone responds when you confront it is when the gaslighting occurs. So if, let's say, you are one of those women in Congress and you bring up your concern about being interrupted, or you say, please don't interrupt me, or you say, I wasn't able to you know, I'm not going to pretend I'm in Congress. There's terminology that I don't know. You know, I wasn't able to finish my speech, so to speak. Um, If they are told you're wrong, that didn't happen. You don't know what you're talking about. That never happens. We don't interrupt. You get to speak as much as we do. That's where the gaslighting happens. Yes. Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. That's something for me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I can see that happening in kind of like maybe even some like uh schools or religious sex or something where they're trying to trying to push their own agenda you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like this is the Mm -hmm. agenda you're wrong like Mm -hmm. uh, you know i i started to use that word as like are you listening to me or are you just trying to push your own agenda and Mm -hmm. separating that for me was really helpful right because each person has a thing that they want to, that they believe in, that they want to get mm-hmm. to, you know what I mean? And you know how if somebody somebody's like, no, I don't like that politician. Well, okay, that's mm-hmm. you or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But it's like, they're trying to push you to believe in them too, is, is a form of the gaslighting, I, I feel mm-hmm. like
0: too. If I agree, if the person doesn't want you to have your own opinion and their opinion is the only right opinion. There you are. Right. And so if that's, if they are that black or white in their thinking pattern, they may gaslight you to get you to agree or to be agreeable. Um, and agreeability, I will say is it's a risk factor. It's, it's something that does make someone more easily targeted. Okay. Can Mm -hmm. you unpack that a tiny bit? Absolutely. Okay. So, If you look at agreeability on as far as personality trait goes, it can be seen in different ways. On one hand, being agreeable is seen as a pleasant uh, trait. It can make you easy to get along with. But there is a point where it is to the detriment of yourself when it slides into more of a codependent type of pattern or, as Pete Walker put it, the fawning pattern Mm -hmm. um, where you kind of emotionally play dead. And that is when a person who is willing to gaslight and wants to gaslight sees that they can get away with their initial tactics. And so they'll keep piling them on. And I think it's important to bring something up that you mentioned earlier. You mentioned that, um, you know, the, the gaslighter will be gaslighting you and then all of a sudden you realize you don't have that connection to self, that sense of self. I want people to be very aware that gaslighting does not come out hot and heavy out of the gate. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's sometimes there is incredulous gaslighting. I have experienced absolutely out of this world, professional gaslighting before it happened to me this one time. And it was so out of left field. I, I wanted to tell the guy, do you realize I'm writing a book on this right now? But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Um, but they're going to start with little breadcrumbs of lies, you know, little, little things to see what they can get away with, little things to start making you doubt yourself. There's actually this um, fictional thriller that my client asked me to read that I'm reading right now called, I want to say it's called The Housekeeper. Okay. And it is such a good example so far, haven't gotten through the whole book. She says there's lots of twists and turns. It's such a good example of how gaslighting starts where the character in the book would purposely try to mess things up for her um, her housemate or her housekeeper to make the housekeeper doubt that she knew what she was talking about just to kind of see if she could get away with it.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yes. Just little, little breadcrumbs. And then if it works, they're going to start repeating the behavior. And then if that works, they're going to start getting more incredulous. They're going to start doing things and saying things that are really so unbelievable that you almost – question whether you're sane for thinking that this person could be purposely doing this to you
1: I'm sorry I'm getting yeah. like all these flashes of you know and I'm sure when somebody's listening to this like in their own life like whoa oh, like that happens mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh wow and it's, it's the way that that person is and then, like when you're like you said like almost like a super gaslighter this is a part of like game for them in their, in a way in their mentality. And do you think that they realize what they're doing or? Mm
0: -hmm. You know what I love about this question? Cause it is always a question I'm asked. Yeah. And I, and I think in a way people who are targeted by emotional manipulators or just toxic people, we are not the type of people who would do this to other people. So it's hard to believe that someone would purposely do this to us. It's almost more painful to imagine that. And so the answer really depends on why the person is a gaslighter in the first place. I mean, is it because they have trauma in their history and so it led to narcissistic tendencies and gaslighting is a tactic they use? their level of insight is probably pretty low because this is a set of defense mechanisms that have piled one on top of the other for a very long time. Yeah. Um, Do they know that they don't like not being in control? They probably know that. Mm -hmm. They might not have the insight to know why, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, Someone who may be non-narcissistically gaslighting because, say, for instance they're in a job setting, they've been told to do a task, they don't have the expertise to get the task done. Someone else gives them an idea, they steal the idea, they present the idea, they get levitated to the next position of power. And then the person that they essentially screwed over comes back to them and confronts them. And they know, uh oh, if I admit to this, I'm in trouble. I think in those circumstances, there may be a little bit more awareness, that ick feeling of I've done something wrong. Well, you just
1: described my old job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, you know, we worked, I worked in the entertainment field and um, there's just a lot of fear uh, and competition. And you're Mm -hmm. told that 900 people want your job. So that you're, you're lucky to be there. And so anything that comes the way that you you want to, you know, raise a red flag on, um, they're like, really, you want to do that because, um, you know, 900 people want your job. Yeah. Right. And, um, so there's a lot of fear in there. So I just, I felt like there was a lot of gaslighting in the entertainment business, at least.
0: Um, I'm sure. (laughs)
1: Um, so how can you look at yourself to see if, you know, have I developed, you know, some gaslighting techniques through, you know, my situation, just so Mm -hmm. you can kind of have an awareness, you know, people, you know, you and I, and people that we communicate with, you know, we want to, we want to be the best versions of ourselves and we're constantly Mm -hmm. working ourselves and we're, we're always a work in progress. And so it's not to say I I'm this thing, but you know, how, is there a way, an easier way to kind of help say to like a process to say, Hey, am I doing that to that person? Is there something deep inside me that's really, you know, is there like a couple, few techniques that?
0: Yeah, Um, I love that question. (laughs) I really, I no, I love that question because I feel like so much we focus on what is wrong with these issues, and we don't focus on what can be done. Um, So, I think we all might have a tendency to not in a in a sadistic, manipulative, you know, harmful way, we might gaslight sometimes, especially when we're feeling really deeply insecure, fearful, or maybe trauma triggered. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes me think of like a simple example. Um, if there's something that I'm annoyed with my husband about because he just keeps doing it. Yeah. And then he apologizes and then he accidentally does it again. It's really fun being married to someone with ADHD. Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> um, he apologizes and then accidentally does it. And then finally, let's say finally, he's like really committed. He's really going to work on something. And he yeah. tells me, and then I say, you're not sorry. Oh, how many of us have said that? Yeah. yeah. No, you're not. You're not going to do it. You, you say you're going to do it, but you're not going to do it. Really, that is kind of me gaslighting him a little bit.
1: Yep, I'm guilty. I'm
0: guilty of that. And so I have to tell you because I I was
1: frustrated and not seeing a result and repeating myself. Mm -hmm. I want to see progress, you know, and I'm and I'm you know, I'm like, hey, you know, how many times do you have to have this conversation?
0: Right. And so again, this is not in a sense where I was trying to mastermind and manipulate yeah. and abuse. It was not abusively, yeah. but was I telling the line? P- probably. And the reason I was telling the line was because I was insecure because I was scared that he wasn't going to really follow through with his word about whatever the issue was. I'm literally probably talking about the dishwasher. Like it's something very yeah. innocuous, but the thing of it is, is that I was researching about gaslighting. So it was on my mind Yeah. I I went within myself to ask, am I doing this? Do I like that I'm doing this? What would be the opposite of this? What would it look like? And so it can be hard to trust. But it can also be hard to choose not to use these kind of defense mechanisms, which, again, to be clear, is not the form of abusive gaslighting, but they're, you know, kind of born from the same space of insecurity.
1: And that's really good because you're trying to recognize it in yourself and in mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. um, because what I've noticed is it now it's a word used to kind of like condemn someone too. Oh so, God. um, it used to be passive aggressive. So if somebody mm-hmm. goes, you know what, in a conversation, you know what, you're passive aggressive. And I never, you know, to me, I, I, I didn't like it when people said stuff like that, because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's putting a, an exclamation point or a period on, on a, on, I'm throwing a judgment at you and I'm putting a period on it. And it, was, yeah. it doesn't help at all right. in any situation. And people would get like, oh, I'm passive aggressive. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, like it was such an insult to say that to someone, right? it still kind of mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. but now the word is gaslighting. Oh, you're a gaslighter. You know, you're a gaslighter. Yeah. Oh, no, you're gaslighting me. And then, and then, right. And then it rises all of this like what? And that's and that's why this understanding mm-hmm. of what it is from ev- all parties, I think, is great to know. But how do you bring this up to people in a way that's not calling them a name or make or putting that charge in their life? Like, I think you might be gaslighting
0: me. <laughs> like, <whatever>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I have I have an answer and also uh, kind of a, a hot tip to think about. Okay. With this, okay. So, and I was giggling to myself when you were mentioning that because I have seen on usually reality TV, which is totally my like guilty pleasure, um, (laughs) that people are throwing this word at each other. Yeah. So, so inappropriately and far too often. And here's normally when it is misused it is very commonly misused when someone just does not agree with another person. That Yes, that is not gaslighting, folks. If someone disagrees with you and sees something from a different perspective or has a different um, filter system because of your history and your life, does not mean they're gaslighting. It also doesn't mean they're gaslighting you if you guys remember things differently, you know, because, right, so there's going to be memory lapses. There's going to be different feelings. That's not gaslighting you want to be careful to watch for patterns. Is the person never capable of apologizing? Are they never capable of the vulnerability of admitting something? That's usually a good sign that this might not just be one particular disagreement. Um, But to your point about bringing it up, I really want to caution people with this to understand that if you're dealing with an actual abusive gaslighter, they are not the person to confront
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like a narcissist, very isn't that same category
1: right. as a narcissist? Absolutely.
0: Right? Well, because gaslighting is it's gaslighting is not narcissism, but gaslighting is a really common technique. Tool that, or technique, a the tool, a yeah. skill, an art form of narcissism. <laughs> so it's I find and again I funnily enough posted a five-step uh plan for how to deal with this again on psychology today. So First and foremost, recognizing what it is, knowing whether it's happening to you, even just knowing if you think it's happening to you. That time that it was professionally happening to me, I felt my stomach literally lurch Mm
1: -hmm. when it happened.
0: Mm -hmm. So connecting with that. Um, The next step is asking a safe person, bouncing the details off of them. Like, is this, am I catching this right? Is this happening and this could be a therapist, this could be a friend, a family member, um, really anyone that you feel comfortable bouncing these thoughts off of. Um, and that's great because
1: you have an outside perspective because I think right. you can get encapsulated in your world and, right. you know, someone who loves you really just honestly wants to see that you're happy and, you know, mm-hmm. being treated well, they can maybe pinpoint things that you're kind of... Right. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. So- so in your intuition, and then you're the, a safety person. And then what was yes. the other
0: You're going to want to collect data. It's not neurotic to do that. It okay. is safe and it is okay.
1: Thank you, therapist, Miss Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I, I, I like to look into things like certain things and look at patterns and, and, you know, you're always told that, you know, that's being crazy.
0: Like, you know, like yeah.
1: oh, are you a psycho girlfriend? Or are you a psycho ex you know what I mean? It's true. And it, that's a part of the word wording, right? Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a part of gaslighting. It's like, oh, you're being a psycho. You looked, you know, or something. I don't know. Right.
0: Oh, absolutely. Any any terminology that's going to kind of blanket you or box you into a role that is really just a way to minimize your feelings
1: mm-hmm. is
0: absolutely and remember the gaslighter doesn't want you to get an outside perspective. They don't, they absolutely don't want you to check back on what they've done. And the collecting information is also very, very effective in forms of medical gaslighting too. Mm -hmm. So writing down what your doctor's telling you, asking for your records, asking for permission to see what treatment recommendations there are. And if they are not permitting you to see these things, there's a very good chance that you might be experiencing medical gaslighting and you deserve to be just as informed as they are. Wow. So that's, that's something to consider too. Wow. You know, realizing that it
1: could go all the way down to that, you know, because you put your trust into, you know, I think there is a weird um, dichotomy between certain professionals because you, you just say, well, that's the doctor you went to school, you know, and I have to listen to you. And, and a lot of people avoid their own intuition and saying, you know what, that right. just doesn't feel right. Right. And giving right. your permission to say, yes, they're doing the best that they can most of the time too, because they're, you came to them for a specific reason. They're really trying to look at their toolkit and saying, how about this one? You know, sometimes right. it's more like, no, this one, you know? Right. Right. They're really most of the time, but you know, I agree Like, who would, who would even think that there could be medical gaslighting because in that time, especially in your need and you're not feeling good.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: Um, and so that would be, nothing's wrong with you. Right. That would be that kind of.
0: Right. Minimizing your symptoms, making you doubt, especially telling you, um, you know, don't go to Dr. Google. That's, that's a form of gaslighting. Um, not again, like I was saying, not letting you see your records, um, not letting you get, making you think you don't deserve to get a second opinion. You can get a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth. I know that's not always accessible for some people based on insurance or finances or even where you live in the country, but it's, you have a right. You are, you are the customer. You, you get to make that call. And if we walk into a dynamic where someone is meant to have our best interest, and I will say most doctors do. Okay. Most doctors go into this field because they want to heal and they want to take care of people. But when you look at systems that have a lot of power and a lot of, I I can't help but say money, a lot of structures, a lot of hierarchy, there's just more room for this to happen. And that ties into what you were saying about the entertainment industry.
1: Well, also I was thinking about, um, the law field because, Mm. um, uh you know I worked in mass torts with you know um large pharmaceutical companies and um uh, that have dam- certain things that have damaged other people and I've heard horrific stories about certain things but um the the lawyers would gaslight some of the you know the plain- plaintiffs and things like that and even misdirect them and I would see it and mm like you said, it has a lot to do with, uh, connections with money and power because it, they would, and they would incorrectly quote things that were not the law. Like you don't have a right mm. to do that. You, mm-hmm. You're not in that. Like, you're like, well, I want to raise my hand. Cause I feel like there was some kind of negligence. Uh, uh-uh, uh no, you can't, you can't, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so it's, yeah, it's that, um, and that because they have a degree, there's sub- like a level of, of, subordinate, you know what I mean? That almost mm-hmm. like, you know they're on a pedestal slightly, mm-hmm. um, and the, I, I've no, I've seen a lot of lawyers do gaslighting. We, you mm-hmm. know, like, no, I know the law, and here's what it is, and so you're just negated and things like that. And right, that's a scary position because you just automatically think, well, I must not know what I'm talking about.
0: Kind of makes me think of a uh, good cop, bad cop. Yeah, a little bit too. You know, let's yeah. let's confuse them. Let's get let's get a uh, you know an admission of guilt out by asking them all these different questions that are going to confuse them. They're going to make them doubt themselves, doubt their story. Yeah. Get that. Yeah.
1: You know what? This makes good stories. Like you were saying in that book, you know, Mm -hmm. it's telling to see the depth of um, a character. You know, we, Mm -hmm. a a lot of people learn through visualizations and also through story. And that's why we tell stories. Mm -hmm. Um, But in real life, it can be very damaging.
0: Yes, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know?
1: Yes. And so I really appreciate um just this deep exploration that can help anybody who, um, you know, breaking the unhealthy patterns, getting unstuck.
0: Gaslighting <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to point, it's like the mirror. There we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, is there anything you think that we should um touch on before you leave us that you think is the one thing that um you'd like to leave people in their minds with about gaslighting?
0: I think one final thing would be if you have a gaslighter in your life that you don't necessarily have the option to cut out of your life, what to do. Um, Mm -hmm. because if they're, you know, a, a family member that you can't get away from, or they work with you and this is your dream job and you're not willing to leave it because of this particular person, it's helpful to create whatever, even though you can't go radio silent, some some distance, some level of limited contact. And ask yourself ahead of time, what kind of boundaries am I willing to cross with this person? What am I willing to and not to talk to them about? If you live with a gaslighter, if you are a child, I, I can't tell you how many teens I worked with who had gaslighting parents who... They couldn't leave yet, so what we worked on was what are safe and healthy ways that you can get out of the house and get away from them and be around other people that keep you connected to reality. So the more you can do that, the better. And you know, in in the book, I had mentioned something about going out and, um, you know, finding a hobby, getting a job, doing this. And I will tell you, I had a reviewer who said if I'm being gaslit, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like run out and get a job. I want to clear this up folks. <laughs> okay, I appreciate, no, I appreciated that. Sure. Feedback. We're not talking about going out and um, doing something that feels too heavy. We're yeah. talking about whatever works for your situation and makes you feel like you are reconnecting with yourself.
1: Yeah. So that
0: could literally be volunteering somewhere, or that could just be, getting out and being out in the world, just remembering there's something in someone outside of that gaslighting person. It's, it's kind of like removing whatever addiction we're trying to Mm -hmm. overcome from our environment. So you're not addicted to the gaslighter folks, but the problem is that trauma bonds can happen and they can start to cloud how you feel about yourself. Yeah. the Less exposure you have to this person or to this organization, the better. And that also means sometimes shutting the TV off, shutting Mm -hmm. polarizing media off Mm -hmm. and not being exposed to it. It's okay okay to do that. It it is. And
1: that's really great advice because I could see where, uh, say if you're in a at work. Right. And you're starting to realize that that's happening. And through the book, here's the data, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then the workbook. And then you can slowly, quietly, you don't even have to confront them. You don't even have to, you Sometimes like you. you yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, you reset, you schedule, you know what I mean? Now you, you don't talk about personal things. Like say, if you're at work, I'm saying, you know what? I'm not going to kind of open up my personal life to them as much as I was. I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, slide back in and be, I'm going to reword my words more carefully. Are there's boundaries that you can create that can make yourself feel safe?
0: Right. Kind of
1: recognizing it. And then as they start doing it, you can just go next and move on. Mm -hmm. And instead of absorbing all of it.
0: Yeah. Remembering that when you are around this person, just like attachment styles, if a certain person makes you feel insecurely attached, when you're around this person, you will become more insecurely attached. But because attachment is fluid and it's based on who we're around, if you're around securely attached people, you will feel more securely attached. Yeah. So the same thing goes, if you're around a gaslighter, you will have less connection with your sense of self. Yes. If you are not around the gaslighter, and this takes practice and time and exposure yeah. outside of that relationship, you will start to feel a greater sense of self. And you can almost feel that visceral shift. Yeah. When you're around this person, they're, they're, they're an emotional vulture and they will pull what they can out of you.
1: Yeah. And that is, that goes back to the very beginning, your intuition, like going, right. Hey, every time I'm around that person, I don't feel good when I go home or mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of process long terms at night after I hung out with them, thinking about the things that they told me that go against who I think I am. Yeah. And, and right. I thought I was doing so good and you know what I mean? And it's like, Oh, that. Mm-hmm they mentioned that during dinner and like now I, yeah, you're right. You know, and I shouldn't even try it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you start to question yourself
0: mm-hmm. separately
1: after you hung out with them, then go start to look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, everybody, shh, this is a big topic. Thank mm-hmm. you again for being a guest on the show and all the work we you've been doing with me. And uh, thank you to Penguin uh, Random House for putting out such a great book and uh, you know, giving us more information from Dr. Kelly, <laughs> you know, many blessings and wishings to all of you guys. And, you know, if you have any further questions, everything's. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at liberated healer podcast, or on
0: Facebook at the liberated healer. Give us a follow subscribe, send us a message. If you so feel, and thank you for your support.
1: Going to be linked in the bottom below. Um, she has um, a blog on psychology today that's doing really well. I'll, I'll link that too so you can find more information from Dr. Amelia Kelly. She's wonderful. Uh, I get the book and thank you so much.
0: Thanks for having me. Bye for thank now.
1: <laughs> Bye, guys. If you enjoyed this episode, you can find us online at theliberatedhealer.com, on Instagram at liberatedhealerpodcast, Podcast, or on Facebook at The Liberated Healer. Give us a
0: follow, subscribe, send us a message if you so feel, and thank you for your support.